What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 155 of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? How's it going? Oh, um, I'm hanging in there, uh, ready to talk some swaga and hopefully not yawn. <laughs> you got a big weekend coming up, I hear. Yeah, moving some stuff this weekend. Uh, not not sure if uh, Saturday or Sunday night will be the first night at the new place, but this will be my last podcast here, so... Kind of sad. Well, nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) What color walls can we expect on the new place? Because I think when we first started this podcast, your wall was like orange or something. It was a weird color. I don't remember. Oh, man. It's too bad we don't have live streams. Because back in the day, I just, you know, watched and talked to you on Skype. So no one else saw it. But there was a different color on your walls. I can't remember what it was. Anyways, I don't have a truck. So I can't help you move. I'm sorry. Ah, damn it. <laughs> oh, well. I'll be, I'll be I'll be at work anyway. It's whatever. So. Yeah. Um so someone had mentioned and I wanted to say this off the top of the show here, having trouble with iTunes for their podcasting uh needs. I have always used the iTunes uh podcast app myself. And I always get that podcast unavailable pop up as well. Usually all it takes is for me to force close the app and reopen it. But for everyone else out there, if you didn't know, you don't have to just use podcasts app, even though it's very convenient since it's on your phone. There's plenty of them. If you just search search podcasts in the in your stores, whether you're Android or Apple, and you can get a new download or a new program to use for your podcast and a lot of people swear by non-apple uh podcasts so if you want to do that check it out because that'll help you out but the other part to that is i wanted to mention again for the second week in a row just so everybody knows that you can also listen to the podcast on spotify it is now on spotify so if you're a spotify user like me it's really easy to listen to the podcast because every episode now automatically goes on to Spotify. So in the middle of listening to your Tupac and Biggie, you can throw some Shattered Order in there. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew you were the Tupac Biggie guy. Uh, right down my alley. 
<laughs> well, you're closer to the East Coast. I'll take Snoop Dogg. That works for me. Sure. <laughs> what a- totally. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we just jump right into things? All right. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? What 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 a amazing week in Swaga. Um <laughs> not 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 really things going on. Yeah, there's some stuff that happened. So first and foremost, um the website shatteredorder.com slash gear guide got a facelift this week. This was my big project that I've been working on and uh uh, yeah, the Gear Guide 2.0, it is out there in the wild. Um, you guys can, of course, go check it out. Um, I think there is some people, uh, I'm going to assume most people listening to this understand what it is, but there's been some confusing as to what a Gear Guide actually is and what it's for. Um, it's not a gospel on specific spots where you should buy stuff. It's just kind of a guide to help you figure out where good values are and where bad values are. And you know what I think of it as what you ever look up products on Google and then Google throws all that product in the different places you can buy it with the prices next to it. So you can find the place with the best price. That's the way I look at it. You're like, I need a stun gun salvage. What? Yep. Obviously, if it pops up and I have the currency, I might spend it. But what if I see it and I'm low on currency is going to give me the best bang for the buck? That's the way I look at it because it's very similar in that way where you can find where the cheapest for your currency is going to be. Yes. And, you know, of course, you got all these different types of currencies. Some you're going to have a lot more of. Some you're going to have a lot less of. So, you know, the ones that you have more of, you're more flexible on being able to buy something that's a, you know, a bad value comparatively. But it's a good value for you because you have an abundance of this currency, you know. So um, it's it's really subjective, but it is a really great way to help you, you know, farm stuff pretty efficiently. Um I always learn something when I put the gear guide together and update it because there's always something I didn't expect. Um, I think I estimated a 10% drop rate on those new gear, uh, gear 13 pieces. And it's looking like that might be pretty close to the actual drop rate. Um, So we will see. I am collecting data and I will, Update that at a later point, but um, oh, the other thing is there is now mod salvage material on the gear guide as well at the bottom. So yeah, got a lot of lot of pretty cool stuff on there. So make sure you guys go check that out. And what was the percentage you put for Kairos? Uh, twenty percent, same as all of the purple. Okay, because man, as far as the screenshots i've seen but here's the thing about screenshots they're always subjective and you always only post the good ones but it seemed like the gear 13 stuff was doing better yeah i i i mean i've 
I was farming that stuff for a while. I tracked it for a little while. And what I saw, the, you know, it, it was close enough to all the other drop rates of all the other purple I've ever tracked that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. convinced that it's that it's the same or or at least close enough that it doesn't matter. I, I think that all purple is 20%, though. Um, and I think it might... My assumption is that it just adjusts by a 10% margin, you know, as you go through the different colored gears. So what I think whites drop, I think whites a little bit different because it has a really high drop rate. I think it's probably over 100%. Um, but like the green stuff has pretty good drop rate. The blue stuff, you know, it, it varies. But um, yeah, I, I haven't put all that crap in the gear guide. It's mainly purple gear and up. But we forgot something. Did at we? the top? So so I'm gonna say it now for everyone that is here on the live stream right now. You have the best odds currently of winning yourself a blue microphones prize Ooh. because we are giving away something from blue microphones tonight. So my advice to you. To be able to win is to pay attention to what we're saying. If you don't do that normally, sometimes, you know, I tune out Wink, Wink tunes out me, you guys tune out all of us, whatever, you know. <laughs> it might be in your best interest to listen to what we say tonight because right before trivia, we're going to ask a question, and the first person to put the answer into chat will win. The prize. So we're giving away a prize from Blue Microphones. You get to choose what it is. We got a couple microphones, um, stands, and all kinds of stuff. So check that out near trivia time. But for now, I had to put that out there because anything from here until trivia time is up for grabs as part of the trivia question. Yeah. Um, indeed. So. We'll keep going. Um, also, uh, Forceuero asked about one thing that the gear guide shows that it should not show is the uh, Gear 12 Plus pieces for the Mark One Guild Event currency. Uh, that was basically a copy error on my part, and I am already working on version 2.1, and that will be adjusted. Um, probably next, maybe next weekend, I'll get the new version up that will uh, be updated there. So, um, all right. Sweet. Do what? So sweet. Indeed. Well, <laughs> I, I geared another character this week. I was sitting on stuff and I just couldn't resist. I wanted another good team for the grand arena. And there was another character that I felt was really important to a team. I was already fairly invested in. So, I threw a Zeta on B2 and took him up to gear 12. He, uh, I gave him three of the pieces in gear 12. Considering giving him a gear 12 plus, not sure yet. I've, I've got some extra of this particular piece uh, that he could use, so I'm on the fence there. But um, I got a couple pretty good mods. I got a, a speed square with 16 speed and then... An offense plus that's a tenacity set that had 20 speed. Um, neither of those I have sliced up yet. Uh, and I actually just not too long ago got a, I bought a crit chance 
primary crit chance set bonus that had speed on it, and it went to uh, Beagle Squadron's being very annoying. <laughs> it went to 16 <laughs> speed, so that was really nice. And um, I went ahead and threw mods on every character so every mod slot is filled so i have all this extra space for mods which is amazing and um and yeah this uh uh this grand arena championship i made two errors two unforced errors just stupid um i i haven't i'll tell you about my stupidity I want to hear yours. All first. right. So, I thought I, I I wasn't sure. I thought I had about a forty percent chance of it working out, but I took Wampa only in against a Rebel team. Took out most of it, but Wampa ended up falling. Had I taken in Rex lead with Wampa like I usually do. I most certainly would have won in a landslide, would have had no problem whatsoever, would have had, you know, an additional 20-something points onto my GAC score. That was in round one. Round two, today, I went against the Kira-led squad that had, you know, like Vandor Chewy and Nest on it, and I was like, you know, this is one of the last teams. I'm like, I'll, I'll just take... CLS, Han, and Chewie in and just wipe them out. Nest. Uh, Nest, right? Nest. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's why I've stopped. Like, totally I forgot. can't tell you how many times I've tried to... I've forgotten with Nest it's, and Night Sisters that Nest was in there and wiped out the Night Sisters easy and then just watched for four minutes while Nest yep. fought 3PO... CLS, you know, it's just the worst. Why do I keep making this mistake? <laughs> and what's funny is whenever I run an offense primary on Han, I generally don't have an issue because he doesn't go often enough to remove enough turn meter to keep Ness from going. But I've been running a speed arrow. Why? I don't know. Good question. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that one mod change basically cost me another 21 points because I ended up getting 41 when I would have had uh, 62 points. So I've cost myself 20 or sorry, between 41 and 43 points, which would put me at number tied for number two uh in division one currently so that's disappointing instead i'm hanging out at like 105 or something i'm just outside the top 100 there but um i don't have malik both the people i've faced so far have had malik i one shot malik wiped their you know every other team was one shot except for the two mistakes i just mentioned uh the person i'm going against currently hasn't gone yet so we'll see if i end up pulling it off i think i should because I posted a pretty good score. I mean, he's going to, he will have to pretty much one shot all my teams to have a chance. So we will see. What about Dude. you, Senor? Well, we'll start with Grand Arena because we were just talking about it. I lost 1880 to 1890. Ouch. And here's why I went in. Against a Kira, Vandor, Chub- not Vandor Chubaka, Kira, Mission, L3, 
Zalbar, and there was a fifth. Oh, Lando. Yep. I went in there with Bastila, Jedi Knight Anakin, Ahsoka, uh, Old Ben, and I think Kaigon. It was basically the last one I had to beat, and that was the team I took in there to beat them with. And I cleared their entire team and then watched for four minutes <laughs> while that team didn't have enough DPS to beat up L3. Uh. So I had to send a second team in to clear it, which made me end up losing by 10 points. That's horrible. I was pissed. Yeah, I was talking to the dude and he's like, yeah, because literally if I beat it first turn, I would have had the guy by 15 points or something like that. I don't. I don't remember. I know it was. It cost you twenty by losing, so ten. Yeah, exactly. So I lost because L three in my first Grand Arena Championship match, and that that was painful. Yeah, L three. She's good though. She's. I love L three. God, yeah. Seriously, the amount of heals she heals herself, it's just crazy. Yep, I agree. Great tank. Totally agree. So. Uh, I got my droid Eka to seven stars and gear 12 at her this week. I think my B- B1 is right about 50 out of 100, so I'm almost finished farming B1. I moved those crystals that I was using on Damn. droid Eka now to B1, so I'm buying the crystals for droid Eka where I can, or for B1 where I can to finish him off. I got him, I'm all, he's almost gear 10. Uh, B2 is the one that I started gearing last, middle of last week. Like you said, you got yours to gear 12. I'm uh, three pieces from gear 12, so farming a bunch of those Bacta gels in the hollow projectors. Ah, yes. Not hollow projectors, but the hollow lens. So pretty much need 100 each of those, and then my B12 will be, or B2 will be gear 12. But since I do have them at gear 11 and Separatists was coming up, or uh, sorry, GOTB was coming up as well as Grand Arena Championships. I did throw my Zeta on B2. Uh, so now the only Zeta I'm missing from the team is Droideka, which I'm going to put on, except I have 33 salvage right now and I like to keep one in reserves. So That's I don't want to just smart. do it now. Yeah. So once I get about seven more, seven more uh, Zetas. Then I will Zeta Droideka and that whole team will be done. So very cool. And I actually started playing with it for the most for the first time this week in um in Galactic War just to get a feel for the team since I'd never used it before. And man, if I had a little better gear on them, I would have definitely gone four for four in GOTB. Since I couldn't since I didn't qualify for the special mission because my B1 wasn't at 16,500 power yet. I took them all into a regular combat mission just to see how they went did and I think they were like two people from going 4 for 4, but they just ended up getting wiped out. So, that team is super fun. I'm glad yeah. that I've geared it. Yeah, especially it, since you need them for the TB. Yep. It's very fun for sure. I also did not qualify for the special mission, but um, I was able to go four for four on all the missions I did do, other than the one that had the weird requirements <laughs> where I got other than G- the Geonosian one that with the Poggle lead. Yes, I took Joe Grievous in with it. I cleared one wave and then got freaking wiped in wave two. So 
that was okay. So, well, let me tell you what my geos are before I tell you this part. But so geos are next up after the Grievous team to gear. But um, Sunfock is gear. Let's see, what is this? Two. Okay. And Poggle is gear nine. And Geo Soldiers Gear 11. So that is the three required tunes for that mission that I had to take in there, that load of garbage along. And then I took, I think I took, uh, I can't remember who I took in with them. Newt, my Gear 11 Newt and someone else. But anyways, 0 for, 0 for 4. It was freaking terrible. Yeah, that's not good. It was bad. <laughs> did not feel good, especially since that was the first mission that I did in Geo Territory Battles. So I'm like... Okay, if I'm going 0 for 4 on the first one I do, I am uh, worried about the rest of these. Um, but how, how is like your, I said, four. How is your Brute Alpha farm going? Uh, Saul just, uh, Alliance mate Saul, just mentioned in live chat that just unlocked Brute Alpha. So where are you at? I'm at 57 out of 80. So oh, holy shit. Uh, Not too terrible for uh, how many refreshes, but I saw doing? a lot of two or no, the three 100s. But the problem that take that with a grain of salt, salt because 40 of them came from a pack. Oh, so, okay. I bought the pack because a how much a whole was the pack and a whole I think it was 29 bucks, hmm. but you get the 40 shards, you get an entire Cairo, uh piece of gear and a full uh black basketball oh so you got a lot and five omegas there yeah and the omegas so i mean like what was in there i liked so i was i could deal with it yeah that doesn't seem bad but that's why i'm at 59 out of 80 so 17 shards in the other days without the pack so not great yeah but uh i'm well on my way I'm, so there's that. I'm at 32 out of 80. Um, and I'm just 32? Doing, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm just doing the three cantina refreshes. Um, and I was stocked up uh, when he actually came to the game. I was trying to keep energy full all week just in case they dropped, dropped him somewhere farmable like I thought they would. And that ended up paying off a little bit. Yeah, that worked out all right. Um Last thing that I did this week, um, I was looking at some of my older characters on my uh, on my roster that I never really bothered to look at much because I just saw mods on them. And I had a lot of the old, really bad characters just holding on to one, two, and three-star mods on their characters just because I never bothered to oh, change wow. them out. So I'm going to have to do this on my alt soon. Because I know the elephant in the room had terrible mods on a lot of characters, especially involving one, two, and three star mods. But what I did was I went through and I tried to change a lot of my mods out and then sell the crappy old mods and just put five stars on everyone. So remodding has been a big thing this week, especially since it'll add more GP for the the GOT territory battle, putting the more the higher uh, mods on them. And there was a lot of old characters that just didn't even have mods on them. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Sounds like you did a, something kind of similar with 
putting mods on all your characters. Yep. Pretty so. pretty similar. All right. Well, um, let's move on to this next topic. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. Well, all right. Well, (laughs) we put out a poll this morning for episode 155, basically dealing with a lot of the things that came out this week, mostly centered around uh, Grand Arena Championships and... Um, Geonosius territory battle kind of weird now we should be finishing or right now would be the preview phase for the last battle of the original Grand Arena right I think but as everybody knows I'm not sure that's a good question there was a massive glitch or bug in the first one they tried for the exhibition where Right as it went into the attack phase, some people got to attack, and if you're like me, you went in and the Grand Arena Championship wasn't even there anymore. So, yeah. So right now we got Grand Arena Championships and GOTB going on at the same time. There is so much going on in this game right now. Lots of new stuff, lots of fun stuff. It's actually been a really busy and fun week, I think. I'd rather not do both of these together, uh, but... I guess that's the way it's always going to be when they're running five-week Grand Arena Championships with territory battles in there. So, got to get used to it, but I'm okay with all that new stuff in the game to play because I don't know about you, but I'm having a lot of fun with both things. Yeah, it's great just having something new in the game to think about and check out and challenge you and just different scenery, if nothing else. Yeah, it's great. I'm very happy. With the uh, the uh, updates this week, I agree. So let's go to the first question, which was: Did your guild go to Hoth or Geonosis? What a landslide! And that there were three answers. Only two of them were actually answered. Uh, Geonosis won with ninety five percent of people doing it, and the other five percent were on Hoth. Uh, I'm willing to get bet. I'm willing to bet or guess that 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 five percent are probably people Newer under players. 80 million GP yeah. in their guilds or, you know, somewhere between 80 and 120 and still decided to do Hoth because they didn't uh, think they were going to meet what was needed for Genosis. But for the most part, 95% of people doing Genosis right now. So, uh takes us to the next question is in the first 24 hours of territory war how's your guild doing on geonosis and 27 percent have gotten all six stars 23 percent at five stars and then 16 percent at four stars uh with the rest kind of dwindling down from there so uh people making pretty pretty good progress um i don't think we had any votes for zero stars so uh yeah, not 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 too surprising. Um, it's actually pretty good, I'd say. I mean, I did after the first few battles, I didn't expect it to go. Uh, we had a lot of GP left over for yeah phase one. We had you know, a number that's of obviously people. going to dwindle. 
Yeah. That's obviously going to dwindle big time as the next three phases go on. But it was, it was, I was pleasantly surprised with what happened in phase one. So six stars ready to go. Let's go bring on the next phase. Were you able to complete the special mission? Um, there was basically four answers. Um, one said yes. Uh, that was only 3% of people, four total votes. Uh, no, but I was able to make an attempt on it was almost 18%, but the vast majority, three quarters of people said no and was not able to attempt it, which was the category I fell in. What what kept you out of it, out of curiosity? Pretty much everything. I, I don't even remember what the requirements mm. are. Um, was that the droid? It was six stars, sixteen five hundred, and it was the droids. Yeah, my, I think B two was the only one I had ready. Droid Echo B one, they're not there. And was the other one Grievous or Magna Guard? It's probably Magna Guard because I can't really remember. I know it's just you had to take in the the this separatist droid team. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm. I so I have a little bit of work to do there. I would like to be able to attempt it next time. Try to start working on those guys. Um, Newt Gunray is the other one. I did take Newt Gunray up, so he is at the sixteen thousand five hundred mark. So my B two and Newt are there, but my Droideka and B one are not there. But B one being five star Droideka, six star be completed here this week. But um, it might be a little while before I get to attempt that mission. Yeah, I was gonna say the only in, the only thing that kept me out, which means I will try it next time, and hopefully they'll all be near gear twelve at that point to do it, is was B one, which I had at six stars, but he was at like sixteen thousand sixteen thousand uh, galactic power, so he wasn't yeah. able to he didn't meet the requirement, and I didn't have the gear at the time to put it on him to do it, so. Yeah, next time for sure I'll be able to do it. But I thought it was funny that it was just B2, or B1 was the issue there. Um, so the next question was, how many new foes do you want to be in-game? Uh, the three top answers were Kaede Mundi, Mace Windu, um, and... Uh, CT411 pawns. Um, Mace Windu was kind of caveated in that, you know, we can't already have him in game, but we don't have that Mace Windu in game, which I think they made pretty clear. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, those were by far the biggest uh, chunks there. Was there any in there that you kind of wanted to see? Vulture Droid is the one with the fourth most votes votes and I'd be totally fine with that bring on the droid uh the droid fleet I'm with you I'm okay with that that would be cool so kind of interesting that Kai Adamundi wound up in the territory battle before he became playable cuz I still believe that he's going to drop in a marquee at some point yeah but you see he are they already got his uh uh, character model already in the game now. Just a matter of time, I think. 
So that's and I don't know who Pons true. is. Of all the of all the clones that I thought I would see in the game first, Pons was not on my radar. But that's interesting. And he's a jerk. That dude, his kit is obnoxious. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So I think he has a mark. He does a mark, and that mark, if it, if it hits the wrong guy, they're just dead. I don't know. He does. He has a mark, and he puts it on someone, and they focus down that person when they got six of them going in a row and just takes out someone. It's annoying. Um, next question was, how has the Grand Arena Championship been going for you? Um, half people said good, 30% said great, and 15% were eh. So... Most people pretty happy with their Grand Arena. I'm putting good only because I lost by 10 points. That's a good reason to only <laughs> put good. Um, I'm surprised you even put good. Uh, I'm in that 30% says it's going great so far. We'll see what I think here before too long. Well, you remember how many full clears I had based on the stats we did last week. So Yes. It's still going good. I did full clear. And I set a pretty decent defense, so I'm happy with what happened, but I just got outplayed, so whatever. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to give a shout-out. Um, oh, crap, I got to find it. I screenshot it, but I am not finding it. I wanted to give a shout-out. Oh, there it is. Johnny, in full effect of the guild Rise of the Fallen, who messaged me the other day and said he actually had more um, more wins with the undersized squads than I have. Uh, I had 70, and he had 71. So, as the only person <laughs> I found that bested me in that category. Only takes one. So, well done. So for the third week, what level of excitement do you have for Grand Arena Championships in general? And it's looking like right around the same percentage there, 20%, you had a 7 and a 9. So let's just say right around 8 is uh, where people are falling right now. Pretty happy. Still got a more 10s than 6s, so I say it's trending upward and people like it. More than they dislike it, so yeah, that's pretty good, I'd say. I totally agree. There are still some, there are still some kinks that need worked out, to be quite honest. But we'll talk about that in uh, one of our main topics. Yep. Um, next question was about the negotiator kit, and wondering how how you felt about it in regards to power, fun, and overall viability. And in general, people are very positive. Uh, okay, not very positive. People are positive. Um, there was a little bit of very positive. It was the second highest on power and overall viability. But people feeling neutral on the fun part was almost competing up there with positive. Um, what do you think of this kit? There wasn't really any negative thoughts on it. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not read it. 
I have been so busy with everything else this week that I have not gone over his kit. So when we go over it in this podcast later, uh, that will be my first time seeing it because I just have not had time. So uh, you can uh, persuade or dissuade me from uh, wanting to farm it later on. But uh, yeah, I've not seen it. And I'm kind of curious about some of these fun comments with how much is bleeding into that of the fact that you have to choose between gear 12 finisher salvage or that ship that factors into things. Yeah. So that's not fun because that's a hard choice. It's almost as bad for, it's almost as bad as it was for me at first choosing between Hoda and Wampa, but nice. We all know, we all know where I went there. We do. (laughs) We are aware. Um, so this other thing is huge. Uh, the change for the Zeta mats and fleet challenges, rather than maybe getting zero, maybe getting one, or maybe getting two, you will now get one every single time. And 81% of people said, yes, this is a good change. There was only two people that said no, and everybody else basically said they thought it would average out in the end. Um, I am in the yes category. I like this change. And I kind of, based on the data I've seen, this will net us more Zeta mats. So that is exciting. All I know is that I feel like even during double drops in that time frame over the course, I remember like several times where two days in a row I got no Zetas at all. So... Giving me one per, I'm totally fine with. The, the the chance to have two sometimes was cool, but knowing for sure I'm going to get one every time, now I know I'm going to get two. Because a lot of times when you got the two, the next time you got the zero, or maybe you got lucky the next time. But Yeah, it felt I'm like totally it was just making up and, for bad luck wherever you got to. It really wasn't that exciting. You know, because you're like, oh, well, yeah. good, it's back you know, just back to where it should be. But yeah, no, I like this change a lot. I just got one of the ones from the last day where I got zero back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm totally fine with it. Uh, last question. Daily login for next month is GeoSpy. Do you think this means anything? Uh, 65% of people said they released the Geo Territory Battle. 16.7% said, I like not choosing the correct answer. Another 15% said this answer is also wrong. And then as for question, other answers that are contrary to the 65%, um, I can't see the percentage on this. Let's see here. Hey, come on. Four and a half percent said login characters do not mean anything. Um, I would say I agree with the majority there, but I would also say this. We did hear that there was supposed to be some kind of touch up on some of the Geonosian characters like Poggle and a few others. So if I made a guess that if any of these answers uh, for an answer that's not on the poll... I would say that there might be some touch-ups coming for the Geonosians this month. Uh, maybe before we see the next iteration of GOTB and see what happens there. But this might mean touch-ups. Who knows? 
Yeah, I could totally see that. Could also, uh, I kind of think it more than anything, it just, you know, about the new TV and that there you, you need them now. There's a reason to need them. Um, so one, uh, like the feedback right in stuff at the end of the poll, there was one that I thought was kind of interesting that I kind of wanted to, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to actually get to touch on this, but there's been a lot of questions about this matchmaking in grand arena. Um, have you seen all these matchups where people's GP are like completely different? Well, the person I lost to had a point or 400,000 higher GP than me. Wow. The last one, the first round. Yeah. I've, so, yes, I have seen it. I've seen ones that are up to a million in disparity. Yeah, there's been some huge differences. And for those of you that aren't aware, this is basically due to a change in the algorithm to where it basically pulls from the top of your roster. And that was why I threw mods back on everybody because, you know, having mods on everyone doesn't affect you now. It's just it, it, the top of your roster that you're most likely using Grand Arena is really all that they look at now. So if you're getting weird matchups, that is intended. There is one thing I don't like about the Grand Arena so far, and that is that you can actually battle people outside of your division, which seems a little bit weird. Um, CG kind of explained yeah. it as a way to help balance it. Otherwise, you might get some matchups that aren't quite even or something, which uh, you know I can certainly see on those um, far edges. But um, you know, it would be nice if all of them would stay, um, you know, in the same division. Uh, what I'll say this about this: numbers always look. Com- this uh, discouraging and uh, especially with mods mods is one area where i obviously they don't i don't think they take that into the matchmaking or if they do very little um but that's always been there in grand arena as far as the rest of it goes my first matchup seemed very fair despite the disparity and i haven't fought my second one yet so we'll see what happens there but uh just you know before you fan the flames on how bad this is, let's play out a few of these these rounds and see how they go. Um, and, you know, just see how it goes. Just don't, don't be totally discouraged or mad about it at first because it seems like there is a rhyme, there is a reason to it, and as far as my first battle went, it seemed very fair to me. So we'll see how things go in the future, but... You know, number we don't know exactly what numbers they're pulling from or, you know, what's pulling these characters together. Because while I had 400k GP difference between me and the guy I placed, only 200,000 of it was character. And I'm pretty sure ships doesn't go into it. So we were pretty close in character GP. And uh, we we had a lot of the same characters like he had he had Malik and. All, a lot of that stuff uh, geared, a lot of the same stuff geared as me. So it feels like it's decently fair right now. Um, you know, and I lost, and I'm still saying that. So I know there's a lot of people that probably lost and feel the exact opposite way, but I don't know. Let's just see how it goes and go from there. Sounds good. All right, let's move on right. to this. 
strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Alrighty, so uh, new version update that added a few things that a a few few that are very exciting. One of them is the Negotiator, which is General Kenobi's capital ship. Only going to be available by spending your Mark II Guild Event tokens. What do you think about this? Uh, kind of weird uh, that they'd be saying focused on so much on uh, Gear 13 and then drop this dude in the place where they were touting buy your Gear 13 from. But um, skipping down, before we even get there, I'll just say it now. Gear 13, Salvage is farmable in Light Side 8E, 8H, and Dark Side 8E. So... Yeah, the hold on before I go on this grande. Yes, they does say it in the game, but there's still a lot to be left to desire from that description. So, sure, it's top eighty, but what else? It's I guarantee it's not all about those top eighty characters. Um, Gear Thirteen Salvage is farmable. So here's the pro- here's the here's where I'm sticking on this is Gear Thirteen can be farmed with uh, energy. So that makes me more more prompt to actually farm the ship with that currency because it's not the only place to get those gear 13 pieces. Granted, it'll make the farm faster, but I feel like since you are able to farm it with energy, that getting the ship might actually be a decent option. Yeah, I'm just granted gonna, you'll get gear 13 characters faster if you buy it, but there are two ways to do it now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to uh, basically save all of my currency, um, and once I get enough that I that I'm about to be able to unlock negotiator, I'll start buying shards for it. Just in case something changes, you know, I'd rather stay stocked up. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm still deciding whether I'm going to go after the ship or not. But it Easy is a ship as well. Me. And you know how much I care about ships. Yeah. Well, easy now until it's meta and you don't have it. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's true. Um. So the other thing we figured out is we will be getting Watt Tambor from Special Mission in the third phase of the Separatist Might GOTB. And that's the one that is going to require Brood Alpha. So get your Alpha going. Hopefully you guys can get it unlocked and at least attempt a Special Mission. Um, I suspect that is going to be a very difficult we will see. Yeah. Uh, it's So, if you look at the requirements for that for phase 3 in GOTB, you can use Brood Alpha with anyone on that mission. But there's another special mission in that same vertical slice as they like to call it that requires the separate destroyers. 
to run. So unless you're skipping that special mission, you're going to be running Geonosians with Geonosian Brood Alpha for that for the Watt Tambor Shard. So basically what it boils down to is if you don't have all your Separatists geared, that is going if and you're trying to max out and get Watt Tambor as well as the currency and all the stars you can. Pretty much every single Separatist needs to be geared at this point. Because that mission is going to take Geo's along with Geo Brood Alpha. And I would assume that he's going to be forced into the he's going to be forced into the leader slot because otherwise if you're running Poggle lead in there for that, that just sounds way too brutal. It well, we'll see, I guess. Was there a power requirement on that Watt Tambor mission? Do you remember? Uh, I think it'll just be 16,500 like all the rest of the special missions. That's so lame. Yeah, 16,500 <laughs> apparently. That's so lame. Yeah, it's going to be rough. I definitely won't be doing it this time with my Gear 2 Sunfock. Oh, and so, seven star. And Brood Alpha is not even unlocked. So seven star. Yeah, it has to be seven star Brood Alpha as well. Wonderful. So, yeah, Way massive, massive requirements compared to the last two for that special mission. Yeah. Um, last two you could only add needed five stars. This one needs seven. Not to mention the power requirements. But as the game goes on, you know that's good. that was bound to happen. I'm not surprised by it. It'll just be interesting to see how they... I'm, what I'm more surprised about is the fact that we only had three days or two days before this started to farm Brood Alpha. Like, unless you're wailing out completely on the packs for uh, Brood Alpha, you're not even going to be doing the mission. So for the whale, whale yeah. guilds are probably going after Wat Tambor hard. The rest of us, in a month, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Very Which is cool. the way things always go anyways, so not surprised. Indeed. Um, but next up was who? Do what? I said next up was who? Brood Alpha, right? Did you talk to him about him already? Yeah. Okay, well, did you... And you mentioned the other part there? Where was I for this? Uh, which what part? <laughs> okay, so Brood Alpha went to Cantina Node 8D. I'll just repeat it. Brood Alpha's on Cantina Node 8D. Not surprising. 16 energy node. Gonna take a while to farm him. Oh. But the part to note there for a lot of people uh, that like this character, I don't know many that do, and I don't know many that use him, but Super Commando, who was on a 16 energy node for the longest time, is now on a cantina 2c so i think that's a eight energy node so if you are missing super commando and looking for something to farm he is now a lot easier if you waited out this long which there was never a really big reason to farm him now you get the easy farm so he he got moved out for brood alpha that is good yeah do you have him or are you gonna be you have him seven star yet I think you do. You were running Super out Commando. of Cantina Farms, you said. Yeah. Um, the past two times I added something to Cantina, I had went back to farming Kylo for a shard shop currency. 
I got to do that for like two days and then they dropped something new in, so. Um, where he talked about the mat challenge, they cut down the abilities of the capital ships visually just to allow you more time in battle, which is fine. I don't care. Um, this is pretty big though. The gear 13 salvage, there are the three new pieces and those are farmable on light side 80, 8H and dark side 8E. These are the ones I was mentioning before yeah. that I still need drop rates for for the gear guide, but um, and there, I remember we talking about these gear pieces that would be farmable, and I didn't assume that it these, I didn't assume it would assume it would be the injector pieces. I thought those are the ones you'd have to buy in the store, but these are the injector pieces, so you can buy them in the stores or farm them directly with energy from these three nodes. So. We're already seeing Gear 13s in the game. And I don't know about you, but the first one I saw was a guy named J-Pat Gear 13 Cup. So, hats off to you You're for being that. serious? The, the me- Your meme game is strong, but I don't know how good of a choice no. that was. Nice. Uh, you're, you didn't see this? No. No? Okay, so the first one that I saw since Gear 13 was released, was a Gear 13 cup. And if you search Reddit, you'll find the post. And you can check the time. It is the earliest Gear 13 posted on there. But it was a cup. And it was interesting. (laughs) So. Very interesting. One small issue that they mentioned in the post, in the version update, protection over time. Which mostly, which comes from Watt Tambor, it's in his kit, uh, cannot be copied yet. So, new buff cannot be copied currently by characters that copy buffs like Grandmaster Yoda. So, they're looking into that to get that fixed, but currently cannot steal protection over time. Interesting. So, cool. Sir. Well, um, we want to talk about next. I, I vote we only go over one of these kits tonight and we save one for next week. All right. Well, we had Tombor. I said we'd go over this week, so we can push Negotiator till next week. Sounds good. All right. So what Tambor. Let me just bring him up here on the screen for everyone. All right, Watt Tambor. He is currently being loaded on my computer. Come on, dude. All right. So Watt Tambor is listed as a separatist support who distributes powerful tech to his allies. Um... Yeah, he's got an interesting... He is a very similar character to C-3PO and yes. Hermit Yoda in that he's passive. But his passive is definitely different, and you'll see why. He is one of the first... Or he is the first that actually can do uh, damage with his basic. 
I, I kind of think of him a lot like how Jawa Engineer is, where Jawa Engineer oh, will yeah. not do direct damage on his basic, but can inflict a debuff that does damage. Yep. And that's almost the exact same as what uh, Watt here is doing. But his basic is called Binary Basic. And it says, during Watt's turn, so this is on his turn, dispel debuffs on target ally if any ally has debuffs. Apply heal over time twice on all allies for two turns. And on the opposite end, if it's not his turn and he's countering out of turn, he will inflict damage over time twice on target enemy for two turns and remove 15% turn meter. This ability cannot be evaded. So, like I said, much like thermals with the uh, jaw engineer, if he is if he uses his basic out of turn, he's going to drop damage over time, two of them, on whoever he attacked him, as well as remove fifteen percent turn meter. I think this is pretty interesting because this is not just something that uh, this is not just something that applies to a character like Hermit Yoda, C three PO, and Watt. This could be something that ends up happening with a lot of characters where their out-of-turn basic is different than their in-turn basic. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this opens the door to that being a possibility for other characters going forward because there are a lot of counter basics that are pretty just ridiculous. Um, Things like um, Han's basic... On uh, counters, just as devastating as his uh, as his normal turn. I mean, there's some characters where some of these things could have totally neutered them. Yeah. Um, not that I want that, but it'd be interesting to see them start bringing that in for some more to have more in depth basics that are less in depth for the counterpart. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see where that leads, but. On his turn, he heals. Mm. Out of his turn, he hurts. Pretty interesting. Discharge yep. energy, like four-turn cooldown. It is a special. Revive a random separatist or dark side droid ally at 100% health and grant all allies protection over time, 30% for two turns. Trigger the healing of all heal over time buffs on allies and damage all damage over time debuffs on enemies. So basically, this is a revive with a massive heal for the entire team around you. So even if it doesn't revive, this is a good heal for the team. Because most of your team's probably going to have heal over times on them because of Watt's basic. And so hitting this is going to trigger all of that. I don't know. Interesting ability. Agreed. Because I don't think we... I can't think of anyone that triggers heal over times instantly besides him there actually nope. might be one but i can't think specifically who it is i can't think of one either all right well now we start getting into the uniques which are the real the real actually to the namesake unique here overseer at the start of battle, other Separatist and Dark Side droid allies gain max protection equal to 30% of Watt, Watt's max health. All Separatist and Dark Side droid allies have 30% crit avoidance while they have a heal over time. 
So while they have a heal over time, which he, they get from his basic, he's now giving them 30% crit avoidance, which is pretty huge. How much crit avoidance do you get from an arrow? Is it 10 or is it 30? Uh, 35 if sliced. All right, so pretty much a crit avoidance arrow <laughs> if you have heal, of, heal over time on you. And whenever an ally with tech uses a special ability, Watt is called to assist. If there are no other allied combatants at the start of turn, Watt escapes from battle. So he escapes, just like C-3PO and Hermit Yoda. Uh, he also... This is where those out-of-turn... This is where those out-of-turn damage over times come from, because in his next special, you'll see he has these things called tech he can add on to his allies, and if the ally uses a special, then he's attacking out of turn every time, and the tech doesn't go away, so as long as they ha- you're using a special, he's going to be going out of turn, which can really start adding up for those debuffs. Yeah. Um... Yep, so Mass Manufacture is his last unique. At the start of battle, Watt gains a bonus turn and access to the following tech in the form of abilities. When Watt uses a piece of tech, the target other ally gains its effects until defeated or the end of battle. The cooldown for each piece of tech is set to max. It can't be reduced if all allies have tech or if it is active on an ally. Tech can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented, and as an ally can only have one piece of tech. So basically, there's three of them. There's a Chewab med pack. You drop this on someone and they recover 5% health and protection at the start of every character's turn. Not their turn, every character's turn. 5% health, 5% protection. And that doesn't say allies or enemies. That is every person in the game or in the match. Every time they go, they gain that 5% health and protection. They also gain 5% bonus protection if the character's a separatist. So if he's doing this to a separatist, uh, they're getting 10% protection and 5% health. Uh, Bactoid Shield Generator, at the start of the turn, at the start of turn, recover 30% protection and dispel own debuffs. Tanks taunt while they have protection. So this is basically turning anything that has a taunt into a permanent taunt until you get rid of their protection. Yeah. Um, very similar and to notice that's tank clone sergeant's it's... ship. Yeah, go ahead. Say, I was gonna say notice it's tanks. So this is another one of those situations kind of like with Bastille elite in which you can have a character taunt that does not actually have a taunt in its kit. Wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah, because you can add it to uh, like a fives or yes, a mace, those types of characters. Yep. Okay, I get what you're saying, yeah. And basically turns them into a character version of Clone Sergeant's ship where while they have protection, that taunt will not go away. So those Very are the first specific. two. And the last one is Blast Tech Weapons Mod. Gain 15% turn meter at the start of each enemy's turn. That's a lot of turn meter you're going to be gaining, especially in a thing like territory battles where there's six people on the other side. Attacks ignore defense, and enemies defeated by this character cannot be revived. I like That's that last pretty part. huge as well, especially 
If you're looking in GOTB, for example, there are actually characters now that revive. So that one character that took forever for you to kill because they were really obnoxious and really tanky, if you didn't kill the guy that can revive, now they're being brought back up. So if you're able to drop a weapon mod on someone and kill that character, very helpful that they cannot be revived. Especially also good in... Against Night Sisters or just any of those teams where they just keep pulling people up. Um, yeah. So, one note I didn't say for the unique: this dude is you're gonna want to, you're going to want to find more of those health mods that we both love so much now, uh, because that fifty, what was it, thirty percent max protection that all separatists gain comes from Max's. Or Watts max health. So you're going to want to be looking for those health secondaries for Watt. Again, another separatist with health primaries. Yep. Yep. Pretty awesome. This is, I mean, he's one of the characters that's really going to make this territory battle quite a bit easier. And they've talked about, you know, that new characters in time could lead to making you know, these battles easier, but I mean, what's going to be big once you get him unlocked. Yeah. And here's the best part. There's only one thing in his kit that makes him specific to separatists. Oh yeah. Um, the revive that's what so there's two. The revive can only be done to separatists or dark side droids. Uh, that opens it up a little bit more. There's a little more room there for the revives because not all dro- dark side droids are separatists. But that's one. And the other one is the extra 5% protection uh, recovered at the beginning of every character's turn from the Chewab medpack tech. Other than that, this dude could slide anywhere and be effective, I think. Yeah, probably true. Because even his... Uh, I was going to say, even out of his out-of-turn part is only for whenever an ally with tech uses a special ability. It's not whenever a separatist ally with tech uses an ability. So if he's in a team where he puts tech on an ally, they don't have to be separatist for them to use a special ability and call him to attack as well. So that's pretty cool to me. I think this guy will find a lot of uses. Oh, I definitely agree there. There's going to be a ton of uses for him. Um very, very excited. So in two months, when we can finally start getting shards, I'll be excited Hopefully. to unlock him. <laughs> but it does make it a little easier to say, let's let's get to the point where we are beating this now, or as fast as possible, because I really, really want this character. <laughs> he looks awesome. Yep, I agree. I mean, it's really cool to me. I, I just... I you keep cutting you off. I'm sorry, man. I'm just excited for this dude. No, I think I keep yawning. No, is that what it is? All right. Well, I'm just going to say Brood Alpha and this character together, two very new characters, very exciting characters. And there's one reason for that in my mind. Both of them added new mechanics for characters. Yes. That I think are really awesome. 100%. The, the summon ability for J- Brood Alpha, that is awesome. And then you got almost two with this character because you got the, the tech that he can put out as well as the different basics, whether they're on his turn or out of turn. 
and like the so. heel protection over time and you know you have a few other small things true. that are um, nice little additions as well I agree do you remember how to look up stats like who has the fastest th- this and that in the game yes okay cuz he his his base speed is 186 and I feel like that's near the top um all right, I found it. Hold on, I'll bring it up on the screen. I think that's probably fifth. I think you're right. So let's start by speed here. All right, so he is fourth. fourth. You got TIE Fighter Pilot at 190, Shock T and Count Dooku at 187, and then you got Watt Tambor at 186. Nice. So. He is definitely at the top of that speed mark. Very cool. Which, 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 like I said, will end up with being a lot of heel over times on your team. Yeah, for sure. So, as well as opening it up to more health on your mods than worrying about speed, because he's already got a decent amount of speed. Yes, that is true. So, cool. Well. What do you want to talk about next? Or do you want to talk more what? <laughs> I think I I'm, I don't know what more I could say. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, so next we're going to kind of talk about the Grand Arena Championships and the GOTV and just kind of our thoughts on them so far. What do you think about Grand Arena Championships thus far? Um, thus far, I'm actually having a lot of fun with them. Um, I actually, you know, I actually won on my alt. And here's the funny thing. My alt has been so bad with mods and everything else that I have not won Grand Arenas. I have not won more than like five oh, or a yeah. handful on my alt. But I won the first one. Nice. And I barely lost the first one on my main. So, like, I'm having a lot of fun with it as far as um, competitiveness goes. It's just been a lot of fun. Uh, the feats the feats are interesting and fun to keep track of. They make me think a lot more about what I'm using. Uh, yep. I got a lot of them done. A lot of undersized stuff done because I thought to myself, well, if I just pull this one guy out that I'd normally put in as a safety valve, if I just take him out, I should still be able to beat this. And then it happens and I'm moving up on those those feats uh, in completing them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun, all the different aspects of it. I could say that. Yep. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. I agree. I like that you can check the leaderboard and check with your friends your guild compare points create a little bit of trash talking um it's it's really cool i mean i i couldn't be more happy with the way grand arena championship seems to be going now that they kind of got that initial issue sorted out um i am very excited to see uh you know the full five-week thing and see see how high i can climb up that leaderboard Yeah, my, my standings aren't great right now, but I'm okay with that. I feel like uh, 
I feel like my alt will probably get to the next the next tier. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to on my main, but we'll see. If I win the next two, I should be able to easy. Yeah. Or if I get some of the feats done. Ver- very cool. Um, there's something I wanted to mention. Uh, and that is, remember when we were talking about what needed to be fixed for Grand Arena for me to be happy with it? I several do. Things, which it's were, interesting that this come back up. The mods thing was one, which seems like uh, we haven't seen any reports of people being able to switch out their mods like they used to be able to. Yep. So it seems like that's been fixed. Um, matchmaking, I think, was another one. Um, they changed it, so I don't know if it's fixed or not, but so far hasn't seemed terrible to me besides looking at numbers and looking at numbers doesn't always tell the whole story, but, and then the third one was auto deploy. And we had that big old long argument about, uh, viable strategies and all that yep. kind of thing, which is, was, you know, it, it really didn't matter in the end. That's for true. the old 100%. grand arena, but in the new grand arena, it matters. Yes. A ton. And it was not fixed. Not like not even touched. Nothing changed with auto deploy, despite the fact that it was brought up, at least by us game changers, before it happened, and it's still there. And I've been bringing it up this whole week, trying to get someone to say something about it. But this, people can set one team on defense, one, and every other spot will not fill. Why is this a problem? Okay, sure. By the strategy thing can be what it is. But the thing about it is when you have feats to complete and no one to fight, you cannot complete those feats. So not only are you, even if you win, you're advancing, but you are not advancing at the rate as of everyone else because you cannot complete the same things that everyone else can. And then on top of that, if you if someone set one team on defense and the rest got empty auto no fill and you only had one team to fight, you have automatically scratched out the 10, defeat 10 territory feat that you can even accomplish. Because at most, you can clear nine, You at most you can clear nine territories in a, in a full Grand Arena week. Yep. And the thing, the, the feat's only seven days, which means that you are only going to get three rounds to do this. So if someone does this to you, you can throw that feed out the window because you're not going to complete it. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about so, that way. It's just stupid. Like, and there's a lot of people that hate the matchmaking right now and are setting one team as a show of I'll show them. But what it really does is screw the people you're playing against, you know? It, it's it's really really dumb and i don't care how they fix it whether they throw your bottom roster in on defense but there needs to be a way to complete the feats auto deploy should be happening there's no reason this should have made it into grand arena championships i don't know it was brought to their attention before this happened and here it is you can see it on reddit people mad about it i just don't get why this happened i don't don't know yeah I, I, they just need to make it auto deploy the very bottom of your roster. That way, if it's an offensive strategy, it doesn't affect you. But 
still. Right. And then you can go in and get your undersized wins and you can clear territories still. And they don't have to worry about the crap that they put at the bottom from the bottom of their rust. But something should be happening. This is stupid. Like, simple. 100% agree. So, Um, yeah. All right. Other than that, Grand Arena Championships are great. It it is. That part, I haven't fought... I haven't fought one yet, to be clear. That has not happened to me, but rest assured I will be very pissed off if it does. I can imagine. Especially if I'm at, like, 8 out of 10 cleared, and then I go into the third one, and they've done this to me. That would be awful. Like, oh, well, this is fun. Yeah, sweet. Yep. So if you listen to this podcast and you're in my bracket, don't get any ideas. (laughs) Um... All right, so what about GOTB? What do you think so far about that? Um, it's It's been fun, man. Uh, it's a couple of simple things that I wrote down here. Uh, the selector seems easy enough to select between uh, Hoth and Geo. It was interesting. I went in there and I saw this little, our guild icon was on the Hoth one. So I'm like, oh, you. this must be where you select it. So I went in and I clicked on the GOTB and then the, the green button said select. So I clicked that and then it was selected. And if you wanted to go back to the other one, you could go back to the other one and select that back and forth and back and forth. So it's very easy to select which one you're going to do. You have all the days leading up to it to pick between the two. I very can't nice. remember how many days. Well, this time we only had three days because... That's when the update dropped. But I think there's probably four to five days where you can select which one you're doing so you don't miss it. Hopefully it defaults to the last one you did. Hopefully so. But we'll see. Cool. So because if I forget to select Geo and we end up having to spend a week on Hoth, hey, I won't be happy. But I guarantee I'll never hear the end of it either. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. one thing I also mentioned is watch your platoons. Uh, prioritize the ones that are most important for you and your guild because I did notice uh, before we started platooning yesterday that the first one, the Droid Factory, covers every character mission for the rest of the territory battle. Very so if important. you were able to get six out of six on that one, you're going to be able to use the B2 bomber or whatever his name is in every character mission for the rest of the territory battle. So prioritizing getting that six out of six, I'd say is pretty important. If you know you're not going to be able to do that, then you can start looking down at the bottom one. Uh, In phase one, the bottom one only went to phases, uh, phase the second vertical slice for the character spots. So that one will be a one and done and go away. But for that top platoon, that covers all character, all character missions for the rest of the team. The territory battle. So just a small tip to look at the platoons and see what they cover before each before each slice starts. That way you know which one you're going to prioritize because as we keep getting into this, it's going to be a lot harder to beat these missions and you want the 100%. most most help that you can get. Yeah. So I agree with you. F- how do you feel about platoons so far? Like, what do you think of like? I literally didn't the look at them. In- I don't have. I, I couldn't tell you anything about them at all. 
All right. Well, I actually sat for an hour while we were filling ours and just kind of told people which platoons to fill first. And then as they did, I'd move somewhere else and just kept doing that. Um, there's a lot of rough characters in there for those. Some just completely debilitate full teams. And so there's a lot of choosing on what's good for your roster and what you have to do this. But I feel like I feel like it's workable. Like I know a lot of people hate platoons, and I do feel like it's it's kind of sucks to have to throw away some of your best characters just to fill these platoons up. But I think that overall it's not that bad. I mean, I'd, I, I've been overly positive today or tonight, so people are probably going to get mad about half the things I'm being positive about, but maybe it's just because I like this territory battle so much so far. Yeah. It seems that these platoons are workable, at least for now. Once Agreed. you start getting into the later territories, it might be harder to beat the missions without these main characters that we're having to deploy or platoon, but we'll see from there. Yep, I agree. It's um, nice that we're seeing something new. Um, how many waves did you clear in phase one? Um, the I did went four out of four on three of the combat missions, and then the cleared one extra wave on the one with the required certain team. Gotcha. Makes sense. I was, I was, I got eleven waves. No. Four, four, eight, plus three. Yeah, 11. I got 11. So two fours and a three, and then a zero. (laughs) But, yeah. I am at 13 so far. Not too shabby. Difficulty-wise, in that first phase, you, well, you four for four, three of them. But how did you feel about... You you didn't hit auto, I assume. No, I did them, and... My night sisters about got smoked. I lost stock. I got really lucky to get four out of four on one of them, but um, yeah, I'll be a little bit more prepared next time. And did you notice that if I didn't use night sisters, so I'm curious about this. Did you notice? Well, I'll say I'll preface it with this: a lot of people were asking me whether they should platoon their bounty hunters and keep their night sisters for the mission, or platoon their night sisters and keep their bounty hunters for the mission. And I said. Keep your bounty hunters because they're going to, um, they're going to regain a lot of health under Bosk lead, which is I felt was important. And then most of the time in territory battles, the opponents heal themselves to full health, which would drop off plague, and so that might make them less affected. Did you notice often that the plague was getting pulled off of them by heals? Uh, no, I didn't really pay much attention. You know, this whole podcast, every time I send it to you, it's been like, I don't know. Oh, man. I'll be honest. These are great questions. I, it, I've had a long-ass <laughs> week, and I am struggling to even stay awake, so anything you get on me I can tell, man. Is, you seem you seem burned. I am unbelievably good, man. tired. Well, I feel you. Man. And I, feel you. I, I actually recorded all of my uh, territory battle battles um mm-hmm. that way i could go back and watch them because i did i don't remember when i did them but i i didn't pay much attention whenever i did them um, i just kind of tried to use teams and go in i didn't really kind of s- strategize very much or anything like that so 
You know, that's something that I'll have to um, do later and uh, get a better idea about what's actually going on in these battles. Um, maybe tomorrow at lunch I'll sit down and try to spend a little bit of time with it, you know, whenever I do my battles then um, in, in this next phase and try to fi- figure then something out. I won't out. ask you... Then I won't ask you who you targeted first if they were there, like priority wise. I don't know if you have an answer. I remember for that. a couple things. I remember I anni- annihilated Padawan Anakin, so I didn't have to deal with him. Apparently, he was problematic. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, who is it? Clone Sergeant. I was trying to take him out just because I know he does a lot of damage. He can be a huge pain in the ass. So. Um, I really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, though. Or maybe I'm just not. Say, I know I. I knew from reading the. I knew from reading the characters' descriptions before the TV started that medic healed and revived. So I went after the medic first almost every time, just to get the heals and that revive out of there, so that anyone else I killed didn't get brought back up. But the. The, a couple others that I found really obnoxious were the the sharpshooters. Those guys were very painful and did a. I, they might also do mark, or maybe they were the mark. Yeah, Hans was another one that was a super obnoxious. If he's in there, I don't remember I don't anything know, he did. The last thing I can say is that I just wish that Luminara on my roster hit as hard as the one. In that uh, top mission. Oh yeah, because holy crap, that 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 Luminara in the in the combat mission on the top in the Droid Factory area just wiped out my bounty hunters on my alt, and they're all gear twelve. I had all five of them there. It got down to Isla, uh, Luminara, and the other elite, and Luminara just basically soloed everyone. It was crazy. So, Dang, I'm gonna have to. Might be interesting to work on a uh, a priority sheet for these these enemies. I think we did. I think Meow Baka did one back in the day he when Hoth came out. So that might be something important to do here as well. For sure. Maybe, maybe I'll gain some. Maybe I'll get look into getting some some feedback from everyone out there about this uh, this week. And see what happens. I like it. But. So. I like it a lot. Um, well, All right, you well, had a question that you wanted to ask for a giveaway. All right. So if you're in chat and you have been paying attention and I didn't have to pay you for it. The question I have for you is who did I Zeta this week? What character was did I Zeta this week? The first person to say it in chat will win the blue microphone giveaway. I'm not even sure uh, I remember. So I'll be looking through the chat. Yeah. So mm. there's that. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play this. If I can find it.
It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Uh, I see some saint in chat figured out the answer. That they did. So, Vagrant Saint, you are correct. The answer was B2. Uh, if you have Discord, hit me up on Discord, and uh, I will get your information for you and get your item sent out to you. Very cool. All right, so we got some trivia, and it is an interesting one this week. It is basically... Choose your own adventure. So if you are playing along at home, I'm going to ask the chat which one they want to do first. And we got a, we got three different sections to do. And we'll do them in the order that you select. And we'll go from there. But we are going to start with the starter one. So you don't get to choose that. But we're going to start with the starter now. So if you are ready, we will do that. And the topic is Grand Arena Championships and the Territory Battles. The Geo Territory Battles. So... We will start with the starter, and as you can see, as I enter it here on my screen, the code is 288281. So your code for the starter is 288281. All righty. Very exciting stuff. I am curious to see how this goes. <laughs> I... I I've already seen what the topics are that we get to choose our adventure from, and I am scared for all of them. So. All right. Well, let's do this. All right. Are you ready? I am. I will start when you are. All right. Here we go. Starting at us off. Three, two, one. First question is as follows. Let's cover the basics. When are seven star tunes required? Phases two through four, only phase four, the whole thing, or phases three and four? Hmm. I got... I've chosen... I have. What What about you? I chose phases three and four. That is the correct answer. I chose two through four. Ooh. Yeah, I think the first half, first two, six star, and second half, seven star. Makes sense. Question question two. When are the Geonosian ships required? Phase three only, phase three and four, phase four, or phases two and four? I don't actually know the answer to this one, so I'm going to take a guess. I had an educated guess. I didn't know, but I thought I knew. Or I thought I'd get right. All right. I should have picked the one that I originally thought, but I thought there were just too many special missions in that phase to for it to be right. But the answer was phase three. I chose two and four. What did you Ouch. pick? I chose phase three. So. Right. Yay. There you go. There you go. What is required for what? Geos, including Brood Alpha, all at 16,500 plus. 
Separatists led by Brood Alpha, Brood Alpha only, or Geos at 16,500 plus. Once again, that's Geos including Brood Alpha, all at 16,500 power plus. Separatists led by Brood Alpha, Brood Alpha only, or Geos at 16,500 plus power. What did you select? Uh, I selected Brood Alpha only. I selected... changed... I selected Geos with Brood Alpha at 16,500. Which was the correct answer. Supposedly. It is. Yes. All right. So the early information that I had been looking at was not fully formed. Because the Uh the original, there was an image that was put out the day that the, the update came out from the data mine that only selected brood alpha. So I hadn't checked for updates. It is Geonosians. Interesting. So disregard what I said about things earlier. It is Geonosians. So going four for four in Dooku's combat mission in phase four earns you two to two and a half million territory points over two and a half million territory points, one to 1.5 million territory points or one and a half to two million territory points. I have my answer. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my answer. Did you get it correct? wrong. Yeah, I got it wrong, too. Nope. I guess one and a half to two. It was two to two and a half. I said the same answer as you and got the same number right as you. Yeah. Boo. All right. Fifth and final question. Including fifth and final question, including fleet battles, how many CMs and SMs are there in phase number four? Answers are eight, six, nine, and seven. What did you select? That's a lot of CMs. I'm I've selected seven, which was the correct answer. It was. I selected eight, which was not the correct answer. Bummer. All right. So that gives me... I'm going to have to write this down because we're going between a bunch of them. But let me find a piece of paper. All right. How many did you get right? I got two. I got two as well. All right. So for those of you listening, let's get uh, your guys' pick. Whoever picks first, that's what we'll go with. Choose your own adventure. So there's three other categories here to pick questions from. One is Know Thy Enemy. I do believe that deals with the NPCs that we're fighting against. Another is random new passives. And then the last one is platoon power. Which one do you guys want to do next? You will let us know and we will go and do that. Indeed. 
Um, oh, man. You know what we ought to do? Two out of five is not a good start. We ought to... What no, it's not. Uh, we ought to split these up. Whatever one people want to do this week, save the other two for next week. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan to me, man. All right, Tesh, which one do you want us to do this week? Ooh. The trivia master is here to tell us which one we should do this week. This should be good. Yeah. We'll pick the hardest one. He probably will. <laughs> well, Tesh tells us, we'll let you guys enjoy some lovely harp music. <laughs> All right. Know thy enemy. All righty. All right. So for know thy enemy, the code is 602. 602- one seven two. That's six seven or sorry, no it's not. Six zero two one seven two. Six zero two one seven two. Cool. Alright. Let's do it. I am ready to feel real bad about this one. Alrighty. Let's jump right in. You got yours ready to go? Alright. I do. You get to ask the questions this time. Alrighty. Which trooper conveys your entire team? Pawns, sharpshooter, arc trooper, or lieutenant? Hmm. I'm going to guess. So am I. And your guess was? I guess the, the lieutenant. Ah, you're going to get this wrong. So you did not select Art Trooper, which I did get a point for. Well, then I've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, question number two. Pawns deals 5% more damage per buff on himself, status effect on any character, or debuff on his allies. Ooh, I think I know this one. All right. What did you select? Debuff on his allies. That is not why I selected, but it is the correct answer. Well done. All right. Neck and neck. All right. Ugh. Needed a yawn break. Uh, the accolade. The accolade becomes enranged after how many turns? Uh, possible answers. None. Have fun dying. Uh, please be 15, 10, or 5. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. Alright, I got my guess. Ooh. Ouch. Holy crap, really? None? Starts and raging. <laughs> that is, uh. That's rough. Yeah. So, there you go. Now you all know the Ackley starts enraged. Good luck. Very, very. Good luck, little Geos. Yeah, no kidding. Sad little Geos. 
Um, Alright, so the Acklay is not immune to cooldown increase, TM reduction, fear, or stagger. <laughs> Two of these I feel like I can eliminate because they're very similar. Alright, I got my big guess. Alright, I got huh. mine. The Acklay is not immune to... What was your answer? I guessed uh, cooldown reduction. I guessed turn meter reduction which was the correct who, answer yeah. so the real question is who on the geos reduces turn meter so not being immune to it does what I'm no curious idea. which one of them does one of them has to but I can't think of any yeah, I'm not sure because it's a big freaking whoop if he's not immune to turn meter reduction if all the geos that are required don't really remove turn meter. <laughs> yeah, haven't really thought that far ahead. Um, let's we'll move on to the next question though. What clones can go into stealth on their own? Sharpshooter, commander, medic, or echo? I have my answer. I have my answer as well. And you selected... Oh, wait, you can do more than one? Yes. I had an answer, now i got to pick more. Dang, I was completely off. What'd you say? I picked the... Cat, or the... Lieutenant and... The Sharpshooter. I selected Sharpshooter and... Something else, and... Only the sharpshooter was correct because it was the medic and the sharpshooter, which makes sense. I didn't realize the medic could do it. It's crazy. Yep. All right, question number six. Who is exposing my team? Uh, I feel... Trooper, Kaimundi, like sharpshooter, fought. or captain? You what? I don't feel, think I fought one of these guys, so I'm not going to pick that person. Huh. All right. Who did you pick? I picked Trooper thinking it wasn't going to be Sharpshooter and actually was. Yeah, I picked Kaiadi. Doing absolutely terrible. Kaiadi uh, Mundy Mondays, whatever name. Um, See, I didn't fight also. him yet, and I was being exposed by other people, so that's why I knew it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, all right. The the medic can, at great expense to himself, resurrect how many clones at once? Possible options: probably like three or something. Two. I can end two. One. Please be only one. Or the whole. Random lettersing team. See the the whole kitten caboodle. That's what I'm gonna pick. Yep. Uh, nope. <laughs> it was just one. Thank God. 
I knew he could res. I didn't know how many he could res. Crazy. Thank God it's good to one. know. All right. Next question. Question number eight. Three of the new clone NPCs have the same kit. Which is different? Clone lieutenant, clone trooper, clone commander, or clone captain? The same kit? Yes. Well, that's interesting. Well, then I'm going to go with this one. Somehow, the only one different by name was Clone Trooper. The other one was Captain, Commander, and Lieutenant. And somehow, one of those three was not the answer. I had the Trooper was not the answer. I had the exact same logic and got it wrong. Nah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Still one for nine. Uh, let's finish the last one, shall we? We shall. Um... Or the second to last one. Which clone keeps your speed fixed at 150? Pawns, Fives, Arc Trooper, or Clone Commander? Or, oh my god, that's why I was so slow. Ugh. I accidentally selected the right answer. Yes! (laughs) I clicked Arc Trooper, which was not... The right answer. That's why I was going to select, but I selected Commander and got it correct. Well, it's nice to act to be happy accidents, like Bob Ross says. That's true. All right, last question. What's the best counter to the clones? Debuffs, crits, AoEs, or Gear 13? What did you select? I selected the sarcastic answer and got it right. Well done. Gear 13 was the correct (laughs) answer, not whatever I selected. How many did you get right? Uh, hell, that's a good question. Three. All right. Well, you beat me because I got two. So five to four this week. Yep. Well, get in there, guys, and beat us at trivia. I will post these right after the podcast in the announcement channel of the of the uh, Discord. So if you're not in there, go to discord.me slash shattered order. A lot of stuff going on in there. A lot of theory crafting. A lot of, uh, a lot of conversations. So, yeah. Grande, I agree. We do. Very badly. Ah. Uh. So, I expect to see your name at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> Actually, it probably will be now that you've heard the trivia. Nice. But, yeah, that was bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. Indeed. <laughs> All righty. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode. We went a little longer than I was wanting to go, but it, thank God it is now time for me to go lay down and get some freaking sleep. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to episode 155. We will see you next week, as always. If you have feedback, hit us up at theshatteredorder at gmail.com. Join us on Discord, discord.me slash shatteredorder. If you didn't win your blue prize, that's okay, because it still gets a discount if you go to Blue Microphones. Um, 
If you type in SOPOD at checkout, you will get 20% off of anything you buy. 20 whopping percent off of any of the great products that Blue has so graciously sponsored with us with. So go check them out. Other than that, uh, just come check us out next week for episode 156, where hopefully my internet will be as good as it was this week again. I think maybe I finally got the ASU fixed. Yay! So that is good. So from me and Wink, I want to say thanks for listening. And as always, catch you later. Later. Later.